Nostalgia is a fickle bitch. Usually it causes you to remember something is much better than it really was. But once in a while, nostalgia gets that shit right and results in a game that runs rings around others from that era. It's the 20th anniversary of Halo Combat Evolved this week on Nothing Doing. Well, 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 look what we have here, man. How you doing today? I'm doing well, Doc. How are you? Solid. Uh, so we got Thanksgiving now in the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. We're now on a collision course with uh, Christmas uh, or holiday Hanukkah, uh, the holiday season in general, whatever you celebrate. We're, 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 we're heading there. And Christmas, uh, I, Hanukkah, I could be, Monza, yeah, Festivus, Monza, whatever. Festivus, yeah. We're heading we're a collision course with a lot of spending of money that some of us may or may not even have, but we're, mm-hmm. we're here for it. How was your Thanksgiving? It was fantastic. Uh, cooked two turkeys for uh, mm. a much less, uh, a lesser, fewer amount of people than I thought I would have in my home. But, you know, still in the age of pandemic, that was probably for the best. But uh, and, and full full transparency, I apologize. Uh, the wife and I were not able to make it. I appreciate the invitation. Uh, we decided, uh, normally, uh, we get together with uh, my sister-in-law, her sister, uh, every year. And we just sort of, just plans and everything lining up just wasn't lining up like it normally does for our schedules. Uh, so Allie and I originally decided, well, let's just let us cook dinner for ourselves, and that'll be fine. Uh, and then we kept talking about it, and like, you know, it's just the two of us. <laughs> two do I really on my day off really want to get up that early? And then she works overnight, as you know. So she's yeah. like, you know, she's going to go to work Wednesday night, then come home, help me prep some stuff, get turkeys ready, this and that, go to sleep for a while while I continue to do what I got to do, then get up to help me finish everything and mm-hmm. then eat. And it just, none of that sounded like it'd be a good time. Well, no, it's just the two of you. That's yeah. not practical at all. No. So we ordered thanksgiving dinner uh it was pretty good and more importantly it was the laziest thanksgiving i think i've had in my entire adult life um, i spent 90 percent of the time in my sweats on the couch watching episodes of the x-files Ooh. Uh, which was excellent we you should know, absolutely been... cover the x-files please oh uh, yeah I'm, I'm not even sure how we would even do that justice but we I'm just gonna start screaming scully oh that's good um we well we've been slowly for years years have been working on chipping away at uh the files we are now in season four about a quarter of the way through season four but it's unfortunate because it's like 11 seasons or 10 seasons or something crazy they've added two more in the last few years yeah yeah and what sucks though it sucks but doesn't suck we're, we're talking like OG back in the day TV shows where there's like 20 some episodes a season. 26, yeah. So it takes a while. To and they're get not half season. hour. It's not 22 minutes. These are 44 no, minutes. They're like 44, 45, 47 minutes sometimes. Uh, but I tell you what, and this is totally off topic, but I'm, 
I'm so we go we do it in chunks, which is why it's taken so long. So we'll, we'll like for example, Thanksgiving we watched five or six hours of it, which That's is right. only you know five six episodes, which was a good time. But then like we kind of burn out on it. We might do that for a day or two, and then we won't watch it again for five months. And then we'll uh, watch another six seven episodes, six seven episodes, five months, six seven. It's like that. It's, so you're literally working through it as if it was a real show, getting through maybe a season a year, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And, but it's been nice because it's so much of the show I forgot about, and I love that show anyhow. It's so, uh, it's, but yeah, for sure, we should definitely cover that at some point. I think that'll be yeah, a lot and it's of fun. A snapshot, snapshot of the mid '90s for sure. Yeah, I had the exact absolutely. opposite Thanksgiving. Like I said, I cooked two yeah. turkeys, uh, but I did it. The, uh, I cooked my majority of my food the day before. Uh, mm -hmm. The one thing that I was super happy about, and I'm not trying to use our podcast to flex, but I traditionally roasted one of the turkeys and did like a like a nice traditional baste on it. But I threw another one in my big chest smoker, and I stuffed that bad boy full of bacon. Yeah, and exactly. I, you texted me that. Yeah, and I lifted the skin, uh, and when after I rubbed it down with salt and pepper, I put bacon between the meat oh my god and the skin on the inside yeah it was it was quite tasty and then after it had cooked and everything was done i let it roast in some of those juices i took the bacon out of it crumbled it all up and i made stuffing with it i made a hawaiian bread bacon stuffing so yeah very good very flex it was the most popular thing was that stuffing more than the turkey but it was fun but yeah so not yeah have not had a uh relaxing time for some people like to sit around and eat i, I i'm one of those people forced to cook so mm. yes this week is my time off this is that's my thanksgiving there you but go. You speaking it. of giving thanks i give thanks to bungie for today's topic mm. which is yes. halo combat evolved it's been 20 years this month doc since this game came out <sighs> it's crazy how how long halo has been a thing and how it's been a part of like the collective gamer memory uh, there are people there are adults who only know of halo right they don't know goldeneye they don't know doom really og doom or wolfenstein or any of that they just know halo because they grew up with halo um we you and i are very fortunate that we know about a world before halo and what led to halo being a thing for um, sure now, for those who don't know, which I feel like everybody who's listening to this episode probably already knows, Halo was a launch title for the original Xbox. Yeah. Uh, so November, I believe, 15th, 2001. Yep. Um, and Halo uh, was made by Bungie, who had a lot of experience in first-person shooters previously with yeah. the Marathon series. I've never played a Marathon. I think I only played a Marathon game when it was re-released on the Xbox. Mm -hmm. like in the xbox 360 port for a minute but didn't hook me so i missed marathon and marathon 2. yeah you know, same i never i know what they are i've seen footage i've seen pictures i know more than i probably should know about marathon having never played it but mm -hmm. no real physical experience but i know that it was an important part of bungie's history uh and i don't know where your research brought you but i come to I, stuff i had no idea about when it came nope. to the development of halo that halo originally was kind of an RTS uh, yeah. after Myth, in the vein of Myth, but in like a 3D world. Well, Myth was their cash cow, they being Bungie for a while. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, hold on. Wait, we're, we're, we're missing something. I'm sorry. Put, put a little little bookmark on that. What are you drinking? 
Oh, so I am drinking the most basic beer I'll ever drink on this show. I'm drinking a Labatt Blue. Uh, that is super basic for you. It is super basic. I bought a bunch of basic beer from my in-laws on Thanksgiving uh, because those bastards mm. aren't getting my high alcohol content, IPAs and stouts. Uh, so I got Labatt Blue and uh, they all decided to drink wine despite me. So I have a shit ton of Labatt Blue. <laughs> now, so if I'm going to drink a basic beer, I'm going to go with basic Canadian beer. Yeah, so, well, that's not bad. It's good beer. No, no. It's also the official beer of the Pittsburgh Penguins, a.k.a. one of the only sports ball teams that I ever actually pay attention to. So ah. here we are. What are you drinking, well, Rock? Uh, and, and, you know, now to the audience, normally uh, when Mr. Brown and I record, we record in person. And uh, I, you know, have a nice little beer or two uh, as responsibly as possible. Uh, but we are recording re remote again. And because of that, I can drink like I don't have to drive anywhere. Because you don't. Because <laughs> so, yeah. I don't. Uh, you'll appreciate this, Mr. Brown. I am currently drinking. will be probably backwards. But I am drinking <gasps> some right. Hudson. Uh, a very wonderful human being uh, bought this for me for my birthday uh, a couple months ago. Uh, Mr. Brown here. Uh, it's the Bright Lights Big Bourbon. Uh, it is New York straight bourbon whiskey, and I know there are a few people who would absolutely throw me off a cliff of saying that because it ain't bourbon if it's not in Kentucky, and I understand, but it's how it's made, not necessarily where it's made. But neither here nor there. Uh, yes, bourbon's strange because uh, and I don't want to be a weird alcohol snob to anybody, but so it's too late, you're doing it. <laughs> here we are so you can't yeah. call champagne uh, we can't call sparkling wine champagne if it's made anywhere else other than the champagne province of france because that's what alcohol enthusiasts call point of origin if you have the point of origin then it can't be certified as authentic so they don't call it champagne same with mm -hmm. tequila you have to make tequila in mexico uh to call it tequila other than that it's just agave like a uh, liqueur or liquor right mm -hmm. so so but bourbon uh, very smartly done by the early distillers in the United States. Uh, the United States is the point of origin for bourbon, not Tennessee or Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. And I've had which I'm a, a very guy. upset about. He, he may actually listen to this episode as a Destiny clan mate. Shout out to Bungie uh, and House Vanguard. Uh, he and I have kind of had He doesn't drink, but he's from Kentucky. Lives in Kentucky. And he and I've had these conversations where, like, you know, I've had that bourbon, Hudson Baby bourbon. And mm -hmm. he's like, is it, is it really bourbon though? And I'm like, and, and I'm, and I don't know a ton about bourbon, especially at the time. This is years ago. I'm like, well, maybe it's not. I mean, but that's what it says. Doing my research, come to find out, it really isn't about where it is made. It is exactly, it's about where it's, it's still where it's produced. Like, or not where it's produced, but how it's produced, rather. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what makes it bourbon. And I was just like, and I came back to him about that. I'm like, yeah, how about that in your face? He's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so as long as it's, uh, distilled in the United States of America, you can call it bourbon. So have fun with that little fact. But yeah, yeah so you're Jay. drinking bourbon. I'm drinking beer. Uh, yeah. I have to work yeah. super early tomorrow, or else that I'm is unfortunate. Yeah, so well, it's I'm not going to tell people what day of the week we record it, but the day following this is my earliest day of the week. So yeah. there's no shots involved. The last time I uh, did uh, it was uh, my daughter's birthday when you were over my house until the middle of the night and yeah. she was asleep and we were drinking and i woke up for work the next morning and i was still very inebriated 
and it was a mm. very long day. So <laughs> we've all been there. Yes, we've all been there. right. So so that is that is not long enough go in the past for me to forget why I did it. But here we are. So yeah. Halo, I mean, it's a lot of a lot of cool notes, man, about Halo doing the research. I mean, first off, I think we should tell tell the uh, the listening audience that no, you aren't waiting for Mac or Jafar to chime in. They aren't going to be on this episode uh, because of either scheduling or also we played this game. We played this game uh, <laughs> yeah. to get it very we recently found the time to do it. So it was interesting between playing the game and doing the research on this. There's a lot of stuff I didn't know and a lot of stuff I had forgotten about. You know? mm-hmm. A huge Absolutely. thing at first, in addition to being reminded that Marathon and Myth were the real cash cows for uh, for Bungie going into this, they weren't cash cows enough because they were in financial trouble because uh, of a glitch with Myth 2 where uh, they apparently if you installed it and there was a problem, it could wipe out whatever directory was installed to. And for the PC oh. enthusiasts, you realize that that means if you installed it to, I don't know, your C drive, your hard drive, uh, it would wipe it. And the game would not work, the computer that. wouldn't work. So they had to recall the game, and that cost Bungie a lot of money to the point where they could no longer afford to not only finish Halo as it was at that time, but finish Halo at all or any games at all. They had a lot of coals in the fire that they were they were struggling, and so they sold yeah. part of their their library and their distribution rights to Take Two Interactive, who have make a return, also being known as the publishers of the Grand Theft Auto Three. Whenever yeah. we were covering that bad boy and then they still they still don't have enough money to finish any games additionally <clears throat> excuse me and so at this time a brand new console was was getting ready for release called the xbox and so the head of bungie called one of the development heads at xbox and said hey how about an acquisition and xbox said yeah <laughs> so it's, here we are but you like, mentioned it's really re- yeah I was just gonna say it, it, it's amazing how synonymous Xbox and Halo is. I mean, it, it's oh man, even though Halo exists on PC, but I I honestly don't think I can think of the the idea of, of Xbox and not think of the Master Chief or Cortana specifically. They're so connected to the controller. I could see the controller, any version of the Xbox controller throughout its entire like franchise or uh, the, the the hardware's lifespan whether it's og to the 360 and so on i think of halo i think of master chief i think of that mm-hmm. green armor i think of the covenant i think of the flood i can't help but think of the music it's so well ingrained because that game is so absolutely amazing at what it did um and it, i found it interesting and i was kind of mentioning how it was like you know a, the originally Myth was success, and they wanted to kind of. They thought, well, what's better than having like a hundred guys kill another hundred guys on a battlefield and doing it in three D? Okay, yeah. and they, you know, they're working on this game. They're they develop what would eventually become the Warthog, and they start realizing, oh, you know, traversing this three D environment and these jeeps, these Warthogs, these vehicles, it's a lot of fun. And they kept just moving the camera closer and closer and closer until they went. So it really isn't much of an RTS anymore, more of it's a third-person shooter. Uh, yep. and, and it just kept getting closer and closer, basically, until you have, you know, this game, this universe, these characters, 
a matter of fact, if I recall correctly, um, when Halo wasn't called Halo yet, when it was first shown off to to journalists behind closed doors with NDA signed, uh, it didn't have a story yet. Uh, didn't have music, I don't believe either. It was like nothing. It was just like, well, this is what the game feels like. This is what it is, but we don't really know what it is yet. That's very pu- that's very bungee. It is very bungee. It is very it's strange. Yeah, uh, at June in June two thousand, uh, less than fifteen months or sixteen months before the game out game came out, Halo as it was developmentally known, not not officially titled, wasn't even developmentally known as Halo, was still a third person shooter. Fifteen months before the game came out, and that's something it's still a third person shooter, and it's weird because it is one of the most iconic first person shooters ever. It. It and the series and the games that followed it revolutionized first-person shooters in a lot of ways. You can mm-hmm. always kind of give, give as we have in previous games, you give props to your Wolfenstein and your Doom and your Quake. Absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. The Godfather, Goldeneye, right? And then Perfect Goldeneye. Dark after that, I'm sure, too. But every time there's, there's the pinnacle franchises that come along and modify that genre into being something more than it was, you know? And it just happened to be that Halo, it was Halo's turn in 2001, but it was almost yeah. not a first person shooter at all, which is crazy, right? It's it crazy is. that, that, that the, and so it's, could you even say it's like the most quintessential accidental game success ever, you know, because it's, I mean, sure. Once Bungie asked for Microsoft's money, Right, mm-hmm. and Microsoft gave it to them. Then they had the resources to finish Halo, and and Microsoft had a hand in saying what they wanted the game to be, to be tailored to this new to this new console, this new concept of right. the Xbox. So it was like a, uh, you know, uh, perfect all all roads lead to this thing. But that's a lot of resources and a quick turnaround time for them to turn from what was a third person shooter with no story and just basic gameplay elements into frankly a way more polished and excellent game that it had knowing these facts had any business being yeah you figure they had nothing but experience in like the computer world with max and, and pc specifically with max actually uh and when you play any game on a pc or a computer in general you're used to having an entire keyboard a key binding and a mouse and you know yeah. being able to assign different weapons to different buttons you know, Bungie was tasked with not dumbing it down, but watering the experience down to a controller with a, with a very small amount of buttons, right? You, yeah. you didn't have the option to store 16 different weapons or 10 different weapons or 8 different weapons. You didn't have that option. You had two, two. and some grenades <laughs> and a melee. That's what and you had. And they, yeah, and they made that work so beautifully. Um, I mean, you think like, if you... But we're not even at, at the, 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 the campaign yet, but you think about it, like the way the game controls, you know, the, the moment-to-moment interaction combat you have is very smooth. Even It's so smooth. It's super smooth. By, by today's standards, it's maybe not as smooth, but it's still really smooth. You know, the I, I game think, yeah, it's arcade is incredibly well. Yeah. But it does. Um, I mean, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, we could hop right into it. The first level, Pillar of Autumn, right? Uh, yeah. Just how it looks. I mean, to me, it's still it's the game. Spoiler alert for my final thoughts on the game. The game still holds up. 
right? Especially yeah. as oh, we you know, we both played the uh, Master Chief Collection, the anniversary remaster, correct? Right. So it's been smoothed over and dulled up, and they did a great job of that. But it's mm. but you can't make the game play differently than it was. So it's a pretty accurate representation where it was. But the Pillar of Autumn was just I remember when we played it for the first time, and and it had that sense of hecticness. Now we've we've been desensitized by many of a game that are much more <laughs> aggro than that game yeah. now. But still, I remember being blown away because it was the first first-person shooter I'd ever played that you're in a firefight and then the game gives you a lull, right? It brings you down, introduces your motion radar, and then flashlight. Definitive mm -hmm. flashlight effect, which just brings you into it so much where you're going around the Pillar of Autumn's vents trying to avoid enemies and stuff, but it's- it Getting was just, lost. Yeah, for sure, yeah, right? <laughs> getting, getting flipped around, so yeah, super. Super, 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 super cool. Super cool first level, right? Uh, what, what were your thoughts on the first level of the first Halo game? You know, um, my thoughts on the first level, I couldn't, I wish I could remember everything I felt the first time I played Halo. Right. And unfortunately, I have no recollection. I just remember I enjoyed it. Like, it was a, a positive memory, uh, a positive association. However, going back as a grown ass man, you know, uh, 20 some odd years later, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I can tell you that the Pillar of Autumn, I have a list here of like my favorite levels in order. Um, <laughs> uh, not in the top three. Mm -hmm. um, it's fine. I um, mean, it's not a bad level. I mean, it's, 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 it's number five. It's in the top five. So it's not like it's at the bottom. Um, but it was very, going back on it, it was slow. But then it introduces you to the to the to the world. I like how you know it's one of the first games that I remember a console at least. Uh, matter of fact, I know it is. It's got to be where like you have Marines that are helping you fighting against the enemies, yeah. even if it's futile, even if you know they're gonna die. You yeah. feel like you are a unified group, and they're looking at you uh, with reverence. Oh my God, it's the chief! Get him, chief! Like I love that. <laughs> Go get him, sir. Yeah. Yo, Halo, and this is the thought I had by the time I got to like the Halo level when you, you touch down. I feel like a one android, one cyborg, one man, one Spartan army. And like, yeah. I love how the Covenant both fear, hate you, but they fear you. They know. They see you. Man, it's about to be curtains. Oh, yeah. Well, this is, is it? yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I would even add on to that as well, is that for all of the big, huge first-person shooters that have happened before then, you really, uh, before that, you're, you're the Wolfenstein guy. Yeah, what, mm -hmm. BJ Blazkowicz, right? But, but we only know that name because we read the instruction book. No one right. calls him BJ in a thing. No one calls Doom Guy, Doom Guy in the Doom games. Uh, mm -hmm. You know you're James Bond and Goldeneye, but you're more not being James Bond as much as you're playing through that game in that movie, right? Yeah. Uh, you really get a little bit into Perfect Dark, but there's not as much character building, but... And same with Medal of Honor and in the first Call of Duty, the World War II ones, you're just Private Blank in that army, right? Or, or right. that kind of a person. This game, 
absolutely decides before you fire your gun for the first time you are the master chief it gets you it takes its time to get you absolutely acclimated with being that character uh and so that has a lot to do with it man it has a lot to do with the feel they did that right my only yeah, complaint yeah about that whole thing is this is still a game released in an era where the video game the games came with a book with an instruction <laughs> book and it yeah. gave you the the setting for the game and all the backstory in this book that you could read through while you're sitting there on your way home on the trolley or in the back of a parent's car or sitting in your yeah. living room where you're waiting to play it so you could get oh, okay so the this alien force known as the covenant have have destroyed a base named reach discovering humanity humanity blind jumps off into the stars taking us to the start of this game that would have been great to explain about for about four minutes before you know, all of a sudden you, you open up on the pillar of autumn and you're like, mm. yeah, anyway, here's Give a valid point. There's not a lot of Exposition. backstory. You just sort of, but you get information, obviously you, but you get most of the information once you find keys, right? Like you, mm -hmm. it's, you know, and even with that, it's the game moves quickly. Story-wise, things just kind of go, 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 go. Um, it does. I have, yeah. You, no, go please ahead. continue. No, you please. Oh, this, I was going to derail us, so go ahead. <laughs> I'll save my derailment a little later. That go, go, go pace is, is one of the only other criticisms I'll, uh, criticisms I'll give you of this game. That go, go, go pace does get the game in trouble because you go, 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 go so much, and you realize that you're, you've burned through so much content that the game then loves this thing it does where it sends you back through an area. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he loves to do I that shit. I, I, have, I have feelings about that. Um, yeah. I have some feelings, and I'm going to put them out there. Okay. So I agree 100%. But I think there's value to that. Um, now, the reason they do it realistically is because of time constraints. Because mm -hmm. I think look, neither of us are game designers. Uh, but we both, I think, are adult enough and know enough about game de design and development enough to know that that shit's not easy. Absolutely. Uh, and the bigger and more ambitious the game, whether it's a sports game or an MMO or first-person shooter or a shared world game, no matter what it is, the bigger and more ambitious it is, uh, the more checks and balances are involved, the more shareholders are involved, the more bosses and supervisors and creative directors are involved more people have to sign off on everything the more people yeah. have to make sure they read that email clearly you know it, there's a lot and then that's not counting the bugs and you fix this which breaks this which broke that which fixed that actually which no one even knew was broken to begin with there's a lot to game design yeah, and lot. bungie is notorious notorious in the way that is, is actually i think legendary for being behind the eight ball <laughs> to the development of their games. It's just what they do. Um, there's that old saying that, you know, in game design, you don't reinvent the wheel, but Bungie really likes to reinvent the wheel. And I, you know, I'm gonna try to keep my destiny references to a minimum, but you, you kind of can't talk about Halo at any length of time without mentioning destiny and how, how important destiny would not exist if, if Halo didn't exist. 100%, um, yeah. And destiny's or a console game, easily one of the most ambitious games that have ever existed, and still persists after seven years, interestingly. But Bungie's 
their their biggest strength is their biggest weakness. They're super ambitious. Yeah. But I think there's they're too ambitious for their own good. Right? So Destiny does the same thing, especially in Destiny One, where you play the story through and then you find yourself kind of backtracking through different areas that you you've done before, whether they're like miniature missions, they call them strikes or so on and so forth. I think the value, and I felt this way about Destiny, and I feel the same way about Halo. I think there's value in retreading the water, even if it's annoying. There's the value could be is for me at least as the consumer playing through those first few missions in the beginning. You see the world, you see the game world. Now think of this through the eyes of somebody who's never played the game before. Mm-hmm. You see the world for the first time. You're learning mechanics. You're learning the recoil patterns or how what weapon does what or how strong is this against this. On your way back, you are no longer some bright-eyed, bushy-tailed rookie. Nope. You are a battle-hardened veteran of this game on the way back through. You have seen things. <laughs> you have met the fucking flood. <laughs> and yeah. you are now... Now you look at the game and you approach... And I, I, I mean, I know having not played Comedy Evolved in probably... Having not played the campaign in probably, i say it's safe to say, 18 years... Yeah, honestly, easily playing it through again that way. I felt a sense of mastery over the environment that I was walking myself back through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because now, you know, before when you're approaching it, you're being a little cautious, you know, you're like, you know, ducking and dodging on my way back. I got the shotgun, which, by the way, requires its own fucking chapter because the (laughs) shotgun, I forgot. I forgot how strong it is. Holy it's the, shit. Yeah. Until the thing has no damage fall off. Until <laughs> Halo Games introduced the energy sword, uh, mm. the shotgun was where it was. Period. Yeah. The shotgun destroys everything at, at, at almost any range, I'm pretty confident. Um, but anyhow, but I felt like I it allowed me to appreciate the mastery over the game that I regained, and I'm sure gained the first time I played it. So yes, yes. Is it kind of like a criticism and it's an incredibly valid and fair one? Yeah, like, well, we're using assets going back to, you know, would it be great to see more, a better, more alien environments on the way back or through the story? But I think it does allow you to have an appreciation for what you did and at least changed the context of the situation you're in. I mean, now you're fighting blood now. Now the Pillow of Autumn yep. is destroyed and it's, you know, derelict. You know, it's so there's the, there, at least they changed that up. No, yeah, um, it was risky as a criticism because it, it feels tired, but that's 20 years later. Oh, fair. You know what I mean? But uh, but it was risky, but it paid off because they've been doing it in every single game that they've ever made since then. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I mean, but it's, it's, it's smart it, with the resources, that's for sure, but it's yeah. not great for the consumer. So, I mean, the, the, here's the grand question. You have three choices at that point. Do you, have, do you just not send a, uh, the person, the player back through your worlds and have a shorter game? Two, do you have less? Uh, do you have more original levels that are less detailed? Or three, do you just devote a lot of resources to these levels that you're going to make the player go through twice under two different circumstances? Look and feel as alive as they possibly can, and they did that. They went with choice three, and it worked, right? Yeah, but, it, it definitely but, works. But, but it's definitely something you notice. To be pissed off about the fact that a good chunk of the game 
is to go activate the halo ring and then you realize it's not a fucking good idea right, right. and then you're gonna go stop activating the halo ring like you like, literally oh fought through an army to do this one thing only to realize it's a terrible idea <laughs> and then you gotta fight through an army to go do a different thing yeah it's a, it's a whole thing but oh but, and, and so I, I something else I noticed playing through the campaign, and I and this is kind of in line where we're kind of talking about, like Cortana. Mm -hmm. I love that character. Oh yeah, I love how complex she proceeded to become over you know consecutive sequels. Oh, the most complex um, character in that whole series, yeah. But I love and again having not played this game in so long i forgot i forgot almost everything dialogue there's little bits i remember once i heard it but i love just like how sassy she is towards the chief like straight up oh, she like, didn't like you very much in the beginning yeah no I, and I'm, i totally forgot her like kind of yeah. not disdain because that's a really strong word but like she did not she just looked at him as just a not a grunt but like just a gun with with, with a head on its shoulders you know, like she did yeah. not, did not appreciate the chief. And I love that they were able to make that relationship become something special. They do um, in the course of the game. Yeah. He looks at her as an annoying Navi, essentially like a, like a, mm -hmm. like an AI version of Navi. And she looks at him as a weapon that he, that yeah. she has to talk to. There's no, she, yeah, she has her. no choice but to talk. Yeah, there, she, there is no difference between him and the Pillar of Autumn to her in the beginning of the game. And it's an interesting dichotomy. Uh, I think that's I think it's really interesting. And I think I think it's really interesting, too, that this is we've had so many AI characters and, and AI circumstances happen in games afterward that have that have done it differently. But mm -hmm. she is the first mainstream game to make use of a central character being purely artificial intelligence that isn't a villain period right uh, and it's the first game to do i believe you're correct yes i believe and you're so correct. she's 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 your baby face she's your she's your ally on that so it's it's very it's very interesting and i think it helps with the narrative because it is easy and it's not as not as easy now because we're all adults we played far more open scale games but at the time especially right um it is easy in a game that new on a console that hadn't done what halo had done and a rendering in a way that that hasn't done to kind of get lost in the game for a minute not physically actually lost but to get to to how she pulls in that sense of urgency that they want you to have at certain times when she talks to you as you're running mm -hmm. from the flood or dealing with a covenant versus where you could just get lost in some sort of endless uh narrativeless firefight she's talking to you and she's driving the point um which is interesting and another just to kind of let into Another aspect of the gameplay that or one last little character thing is a really unique character is, is Guilty Spark 343. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 Right. And really so here it is. Character. Here it is where you essentially have five characters in this game that speak and any kind of n real need to each other. Right. Uh, you have Keys, you have the Chief, mm -hmm. you have Cortana, mm -hmm. uh, and you have Guilty 343 Spark. Right uh yeah. and 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 we'll talk about there's two robotic characters or ai characters in the game and they could not be more different and they really that's cool that's cool character design right yeah yeah i think uh guilty spark is just a really cool uh, concept um because it's clearly insane oh uh, yes just absolutely mad um 
I don't know if it, if it was mad before or after the, the solitude, but it is mad. Um, I love that. What I think it's the library. It's the library um, where you're just you're literally you are absolutely being mauled and flooded by the flood, mm-hmm. trying to stay alive. And Gildasparks just casually making its way through the facility, and you're just following it. And it's just like you know humming to itself practically. Yeah. Just. Oh, look at this over here. And you're just like, stay away. <laughs> Could you go any faster? Um, no, oh, that's probably no, one of yeah, my it, favorite parts. It, it is frustrating. It's one of the only escort missions in video game history that I don't hate is the library. Um, what's your worst? What's the one you hate the most? All of them. I already don't mind. <laughs> Which one? Hit me. God. The control room in Goldeneye. Yep. Yeah. With Natalia. Yeah. I think it was we Natalia. talked about this on a Nintendo 64 episode. Yeah. Shout out. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. 64. It's in the archives. Listen to it. It's funny. Oh. Um, and I was very, I was quite intoxicated during that episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Spoiler yeah. alert, now that we're like 20 episodes later, we recorded <laughs> Nintendo 64 immediately after the marathon that was the Montreal screw job. So, yeah. and we had been drinking intensely during the Montreal screw job. Uh, and by that time, it was already the middle of the night. My wife was already mad at me. So I thought, fuck it, <laughs> let's get Nintendo 64 in here. And we did. And it was, it is noticeable, at least to me. I'm listening oh, back man. to that. It is Ugh. super noticeable. Oh man, yeah. So that's my least favorite, and because you know, and that's the beauty. Halo does so many things correct. It's mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. Granted, Guilty Spark can't can't be killed in that in that mission. It's not like you know you're trying to keep it alive, but you're trying to keep yourself alive. <laughs> you're trying yeah. to because the flood, oh, man. Yeah. They don't fuck around. No, um, the flood absolutely do not fuck around. Which is such an interesting act- thing that we'll talk about here in a second. Yeah, but they, they do not. They do not. My I was supposed to say I, I thought my I think my least favorite escort mission. I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, and I'm gonna go ahead and say yeah, that would absolutely be Goldeneye for escorting. Mm-hmm. But I also hate defend missions where like defend this character and buy yourself time while this person does this thing. I hate that kind of a concept, right? Yeah. Once in a while, great, but. Uh, one of the most ambitious games that I've ever played, probably I would even label it all time, is Fable 2. And mm. there is a series of defend missions. It just seems to happen during the story mode of Fable 2 a lot, where this person's like, I gotta summon this weird random magical gate. And the entire game is gonna send every bad guy you have ever fought, and three copies of them, at me for a long time. And it just it just drives me crazy. It's like I don't have it's like twenty five minutes of just straight defending this person, summoning a thing. It gets fucking just wore out at the end of the time. You're, you're just like yes. pause, you can pause your game, go take a shit, get a sandwich, <laughs> come back, and you still got fifteen minutes of of defending left. It's it's brutal. But I think yeah, I was going with Guilty Spark, and we talked about Cortana because oh my god. I don't know. I'd love to do the research. I didn't look at this far into the research to figure out which motherfucker on the Halo development team came up with the flood. But, <laughs> Somebody who was hurt when they were young, I assume. Yeah, I don't know who hurt you, sir or madam, but you're you're going to be okay. That being said, okay. 
How yeah. so, badass yeah. is the fly? So, okay, I'm going to pose a question to you then, yeah. um, because I've been wanting to look, talk about the flood. I said earlier that I remember very little about my first run through Halo, as it was this, a long time ago, but you man, yeah. there, I remember, I remember where I was sitting, I remember how I was sitting, what TV I was using, Yep, I, I was living with my parents, and I'm sitting, I had this, I had this, like little stool thing that I made in woodshop in high school. And I just fucking never got rid of it. And I would sit on it when I gained, um, this was just high enough that it wasn't uncomfortable. I would sit right in front of my fucking, that's probably a 20, like 32 inch TV. I had in my bedroom, mm -hmm. uh, boob tube, you know, the wise son bitches. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know the old TVs are heavy as oh, shit. I remember. When you oh, yeah, 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 for sure. If I feel like there's enough of those things made to where they slow down the rotation of the Earth very slightly. <laughs> I yeah. remember. I, because you see, like the footage, and you're like, huh? Because you watch like the the footage of you know yeah. uh, um, the marine that was killed, and you're like, oh shit, what's all that? Wow, okay. But to see it, them coming at you, I'm and like this at weird. You. It's like they don't make a lot of noise. No, but climbing over just, each other. They're just coming at you. And I remember just going, whoa, <laughs> assault rifle spraying and just backing up and going, what oh, is yes. this? No, see, yeah. So that's that's one of the one of the notes I have about this. First of all, I want to 100% absolutely agree that I remember where I was and the entire setting when the flood made their appearance on my TV screen for the first time, because it is one of the top all-time oh shit moments in video games yeah because the the pacing that happens right up until then and it draws you in and then unleashes one of the scariest monster ideas ever it's it's like it's like if someone's like zombies are scary but they're not zombie enough for me right <laughs> let's right. let's make it horrifying right and then mm -hmm. let's have it barrel at you but the thing i everyone i've ever discussed this about with and it's also so glad that you point that up is that the flood are coming at you they come crawling over and barreling at you and creeping up on you with not as much noise as they would make in later games or even would be surprising but you didn't turn around <clears throat> mm -hmm. you backed up and faced them to fire at them because yes. you were so locked in the moment that you couldn't look away because you did if you was going to come for you you wanted to see it happen look him in the eyes yeah and try to right kill you. and that's, that's one of those things like, so, uh, yeah. like in those movies where a character is just terrified by this large uh lovecraftian thing that they can't look away and you're like whoa come on motherfucker move go 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 yeah. go yeah yeah you know, here the the flood you just you instinctually go like whoa and you start spraying and you pull back on that stick and you are going god knows where you're going but you're going <laughs> To get away the flood. I'm gonna and I'm bringing up uh, something that just kind of clicked in my head as we're talking about it. You know, we spend hours playing this game a very specific way. Yeah, because the covenant attack you in a very specific way. They take cover, they hide, they run when they're outnumbered. It's strategic. Uh, they they attack you logically, so you oftentimes yeah. are the aggressor you charge them you are effectively the fucking flood for them in a lot of ways mm -hmm. you go at them and unless it's you know one of the big boys or you know where you kind of have to backpedal and try to shoot them in the back to one shot them 
Uh, hop, your, hop your uh hop your ass around the map a little bit just to try mm -hmm. to get some so do yeah. the bunny the, the halo bunny hop around the map mm -hmm. but you know for hours that's every single combat engagement is the same you throw a nade you engage you hop around a little bit you shoot them you know, take them down but the flood completely turns that it, what the, the muscle memory you now have is now turned on its head because you are no longer the aggressor you can't no. because they're way more aggressive than you are ever going to be towards them and they yeah. are just coming at you uncontrollably and it, it's and i think such an smart I and i don't even know if i'd like to believe that the developers all those years ago 20 plus years ago now when they were figuring out all the stuff figuring out how combat engagements work i would hope to believe that somebody a group of people sat in the room and said, okay, and then when they now when they deal with the flood, when they're pitching the idea of the flood, it's gonna totally change the combat a combat experience. And the player who spent the last four hours playing a very specific way is now going to have to freak because they're not gonna know what to do with it. Like you don't know. You don't you don't know how to approach it because this game has now taught you for several hours to just throw an aid, engage, bunny hop engage now the flood is telling you get the fuck out of dodge yeah go back back right. back 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 because they're just right. going to surround you they're mm -hmm. just going to keep surrounding you no matter what you do Such they're going to keep coming i thought um, it could be, so, yeah, absolutely the game does train you and what's interesting is it's just like in any kind of standard game progression man right you're fighting grunts and a couple of elites and mm -hmm. then you get you know, more advanced elite and brutes. Everyone starts leveling up and you know, this is the natural progression of all video games, right? And then mm -hmm. uh, just when you have, if you, you get your hands full of, of very high powered covenant enemies, uh, all of a sudden the game thins out and then you're scrambling from the flood and it's to the point where you are grateful to fight the covenant. It's mm -hmm. like the game, the game gives you yeah, that. A little like, bit, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm gonna make you feel real happy to fight the, the guys you thought were the bad guys about five minutes ago you you have a very valid point because you you spent a good chunk initially fighting the flood for a while pretty much primarily and then all of a sudden you're like okay oh by the way go and then you get a point where you have to find a book at the same time which is really cool too it's just super cool uh, which i think is yeah before we start getting into our favorite levels i just want to talk about it because it's the number one favorite level for me yeah what's that the maw Mm. No, because the, the maw, the maw is the, to me. It's one of the first games I ever th could think of. Maybe first levels. Uh, the only other one could possibly be GoldenEye, where you're trying to shut down the satellite dish upload, right? Mm -hmm. Where you get an actual, legitimate sense of urgency, of panic, of complete this or die. Or yeah, yeah, or yeah, die, yeah, yeah. and in, it's like that. There and I love. Here's here's the interesting thing too. I hate missions where they say protect this person, and I hate missions where it says defend this point until this upload is complete. But I fucking love Halo for being the first game I can ever think of to where it just says survive, survive. Yeah, right. Like that kind of yeah. thing. Like just live. Because here's the you'll know it when you live. <laughs> when they stop coming thank yeah. you good just that's a very good point and and and, and uh bungie's good for making missions where it just says yeah survive, survive. Like, ah shit. 
That's that Bungie be like that, that huh? Bungie thing. You're like, oh god, damn it. And I and I'm gonna shout out to Bungie in general because what Halo's not a quirky game. Uh, it's very straightforward mm-hmm. action first person shooter uh, in a sci fi world, but <laughs> they make the game quirky in very just basic ways, like little not chapter headers because like really the the every mission has its own chapter, but like little little subtext down there, the little uh, like I, I could have been your daddy or 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 you know just little as you go to a new area, you know, a little text at the bottom of the screen gives personality, gives you an idea of what's happening now, you yeah. know. Uh, I just, I always I, I forgot all about that. Like really forgot about that and how it's the first game that I think can I that I can remember that did anything like that. You know, it just oh for sure. It gave the game personality where it didn't have to. It gave the story. It gave this little universe you're in personality. It made it a smart ass in a way. Um, oh for sure. Oh no, and I I think there's also to speaking of personality, we we completely blew past the most unique at least when the game came out the most unique aspect about the whole damn game which was the fucking halo world the ring world the seeing off in the distance to see the horizon go up and it takes your brain a second the first time you played it to put it together yeah 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 so incredibly cool agreed Uh, i remember i do remember that that's one of the other things i just remember kind of like looking up up up, 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 and then kind of looking down and around, going, history. Mm-hmm. And I remember for a split second as a kid going, can I, can I, can I, can I go all the way around this? No, you can't. But no. <laughs> it was cool to think that. Um, which actually, cool. and I know we're, at some point we're going to talk about favorites and least favorites, but that kind of leads me to like my, my least favorite uh, mission, which is the second one mm-hmm. uh, Halo. I fucking hate it. I didn't like it then. I just still don't like it. It is number ten on my my, my missions. Yep. It's just it's for the just bad reasons. Yep. boring, and it's just boring. And yeah. I get lost, and it takes too long. Yeah, well, no, I to me to me I I would also say it's my least favorite mission in the game, but it's excruciatingly important. I think for you getting comfortable in an open area. Does that make any yeah. sense? No, it gets mm-hmm. no. It gets we for all gamers, and we can't put ourselves back in our two thousand one shoes. But it's because before you're in the pillar of autumn, there ain't much jumping around. There's not much exploring. You're pretty straightforward going through the pillar of autumn until mm-hmm. you land on the surface of the halo. Here, it's like okay, well, this is the kind of direction you're going to be in store for for the last eight levels of this game. So get familiar with it and be confusing and try to jump on these logs and shit. But that it's yeah, like it's to me, it's like tutorial part B. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You get tutorial part one uh, on Pillar of Autumn until you start getting really into firefighting, and then the game takes a break and you just fight, and then it picks back up with Halo. Um, and a tutorial it gives you a tutorial until you assemble all the Marines. Essentially, you know. So there's two things, or well, three things. One, I agree, totally. Two. Um, the I thinking about the first mission, and you may have mentioned it, and if you did, I apologize. I mean, it's very, you know, default basic first person shooter environment corridors, mm-hmm. tight spaces, 
up to that point very, very specific yeah and then it just drops you like you said in very open space for the time for a first person shooter on a freaking console for really anything uh and it, it can be jarring and it does take some time to get used to it but the other criticism not even a criticism it's not it's an observation and it's sort of it started as a criticism for me when i was playing through and yeah. it became a something that i kind of miss the game doesn't really tell you where to go and not not as much as you wanted to not as much as well, you wanted to which i think is where it, cortana comes into play what, a lot. It, what, I, what i mean is like i get i would get lost uh as a kid and now as an adult through certain levels because i'm not sure where the fuck i'm supposed to even go yeah like it's not explicitly clear because for like the last 15 years now games have in a way been dumbing it's dumbing themselves down more and more and more for us where there's just like waypoints as a little thing on in the distance go there you can't figure the shit out go there because at first i'm playing halo back and i'm like fuck where the fuck do i go again fuck which way did i was i just here did i pass where i'm supposed to go was i supposed to go up that hill wait did i go up that hill already did i come down that hill it was a lot of that at first yeah because i'm so used to to games just kind of holding my hand a little bit and going hey go this way Towards navigation 100 percent. however yeah. back when we were growing up when we were coming up games weren't really like that and so not that was normal to not be given a whole ton of go here go do this thing over here yeah. uh and i i think that you know i kind of miss that now i miss i, I think there's a, certain, think it through. there's a certain something missing with that they not to switch franchises but a lot of what in fact they call themselves on the internet pure bloods in the elder scrolls fandom point out mm -hmm. how hard it is to find anything in morrowind like anything yeah. you have to read yeah. uh, you have to not only read your journal but speak middle english to to <laughs> be able to understand where you're supposed to go whereas skyrim the most financially successful of all the games gives you a waypoint and and you're like oh this is the door i have to go in right and you follow uh -huh. it through and so there's pluses and minuses but i on the uh, i do miss certain points of that i found it frustrating and certain aspects but other points too you weren't thinking about it because you're too busy fighting for your life or it's clearly obvious right. that this is where you're supposed to be because there's bad guys here and i have to kill them right all, right uh but on the right. other aspect too i think uh, the games did that on by design not because they were like oh we need to make ourselves tougher uh no but it was just that game. was just that was just normal right that's i was also saying that it was a development trick because if they didn't tell you where to go then you would take longer to get there therefore their gameplay was extended without doing much of anything else other than not helping you make any sense on a mm -hmm. game that has Absolutely. 10 levels if you're gonna dick around for three of them wandering around a facility <laughs> or a field, and you did and you did then the gameplay takes longer for you to complete just kind of where it where it goes but so yeah the, i also agree with you that halo is my least favorite uh my least favorite episode i think the truth reconciliation isn't much better right but it is but it's certainly better than the level halo right but that's so that would be like when you're like number nine or something like that yeah yeah for sure so fun fact that's my number two number two favorite level interesting yeah. um i like it I just love that it's at night because there's not mm -hmm. a ton of missions at night. I love the sniper part. I love sniping. 
I love yeah, you know, you're, you're sitting in the guy. bushes and just bam, bam, and just slowly taking out enemies. Well, I love how that mission you're with, like it, that mission, you you are with the Marines. You are you with feel like you have allies. The UNFC. Yeah. You are you are a unified force. Most of that mission, actually, the entire mission, I'm pretty sure. And you're kind of rolling with them forward. It feels yeah, not until you not until you get to the end of it when you're really looking for keys. Do you, do you separate yourself from the group? Yeah, right. And then that's exactly. Funny. Yeah, but that's definitely my second favorite mission for sure. I, I just love that. I I would give it my nine because I like all the other missions better. But uh, but it, the difference between it and Halo is light years. You know what I mean? As far as that, that level and stuff, but I don't want to go through each individual level. We've mentioned four of them and there's always as we currently are. <laughs> there's in there. Right. Um, I think it's, I thought it was super, super, super cool. But let me just say my favorite, since we've both covered our favorite, what is your favorite episode, uh, mission, by the way, three, four, three guilty spark is my absolute yep. knockdown favorite. It's yeah, so good. Yeah. Uh, number two for me, number two for me, just because of the reveal of the, the, the flood. It's so it's good. It's the ambiance, the music, everything about it's just foreboding leading up to this. Like, if you just listen to the music leading up to finding the, the flood, it's just, you can Changes. tell the game's building to something. Yeah. It's building to something where you thought this entire time you were fighting against, you know, a um, uh, um, uh, militarized religious fanatical race of aliens. No, you're fighting fucking Ridley Scott's aliens. Yeah, <laughs> this is a totally different game that you thought you, you were playing. You would wish for a xenomorph at this point in, yeah. in the yeah, world yeah, yeah. Because, because you're gonna understand a xenomorph, right? Uh, no, yeah, for sure. The, I think the only reason I rate the mom higher is just because where I feel like we are in a super. It's God three for three guilty spark. It's such an amazing level, and I think it is such a, a fantastic reveal on the flood. But I feel mm -hmm. like you're so reactionary in that by purpose by design right That's i right. think the law has that same level of oh my god what the hell is happening but you are you're, you're still driving it a little forward right and mm -hmm. when you're on your way to destroy i love the the the, the subject line on the ma which is de uh, destroy the halo before the halo destroys all life in the galaxy like very simple mm -hmm. you're like oh shit, that's there it is. This is kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's a real big deal. <laughs> but I think a, a, a hidden gem, the number three for me on the list, on the top three, would be the two betrayals. Uh -huh. uh, that level, the two betrayals, is like an absolutely, I think because you at this point, you are used to the flood. You know what I mean? You went through yeah. the reveal. You went through the library to look for the index. And you're being, and now you're realizing you're being manipulated, right? And that uh -huh. entire concept and so now we've taken here's the world building here's the premise with the flood and the, with the with the humans in the covenant now we've right. introduced the real shit with the flood and now it's not just shock anymore now we're gonna sink your hooks in and tell you the story and that's the mission that's you're like all right fuck it i'm investing yeah and now i want to shoot this little fucking robot in the face but i got <laughs> not on my ass and there's still aliens pissed off at me and where the, the hell is two betrayals is really good it's actually way down my list of favorites uh but ah. it, 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 you know it's not it's not a i judge these missions i mean it's i mean it's all subjective right so music ambiance variety of the mission what am i doing um but 
uh, Two Trails gets a nod because it has that really cool cutscene in the beginning where, you know, Cortana and 343 have a little face off. And mm-hmm. I love Cortana is just like pissed. Like, oh, she, like, yeah, like, like realizing she's like, that she's been. What the fuck are you doing, man? You've been listening to this guy this whole fucking time? But here's the thing. God well, damn it. If Cortana, it. Yeah. yeah. If Cortana had taken 30 extra seconds to just tell Chief what the fuck was going on earlier in the game, maybe his reaction to Gilbert's would have been a little different. But she fucking did. She goes, there's no fucking time. Go. <laughs> yeah. So, and now you realize at that moment when she stops you just in time, right? And, and this is where the game is, is you're like, okay, so the thing you've been doing, you can't do it anymore. And you got to do the exact opposite and you've, you've done fucked up and now we got to stop it. Right. So now you have to fight. Here's the thing. It's you and Cortana versus the flood, the covenant, and now the sentinels sent by yeah. spark to, to knock your ass out. Uh, and so, and really sets up that world building to me. That's why. And plus I really like the idea, just like you like truth reconciliation for being a night level. This being mm-hmm. like, I think what the only other night level in the game, right? Uh, it's snowy, and I like that snowing kind of a yeah. kind of a vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm with you. I truly, I just feel like some levels were way too goddamn. Uh, and I feel like that one was one of them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of the reasons why it's kind of low on my list. Uh, it's not bad. Again, not bad. Let me, let me pull up my notes, because I know something about this. Hold the fuck on. Oh. Talk, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> I will talk amongst myself. We'll, we'll get prepared there so we can so we can, we can can switch on to um, aspects that didn't age well, which I think is next on our format. There's a few of those. Yep. There's a... Man, there's a there's, there's a few of those. Not I thought a ton, but there's a few. So my the thing one about- I have, I'll just kind of add into it while you look through your notes. The one line is my favorite line uh, in the entire damn game. Okay, it's uh, yeah. So so it's like when when Chief is like the flood is spreading, right? And we have to activate the Halo's defenses to wipe them out. And the Cortana's like, "Do you have any?" fucking idea how this thing works and then she starts to go to, it doesn't kill flood it kills their food right which is my second yeah. favorite second that's favorite a, line that's so good that's it's so good. good it's so good and then he she explains the whole thing to chief and she and and cortana like kind of signals over towards spark and uh and chief is turns to spark and he's like is this true and like, are you fucking serious yeah and, yeah and he, no, no, he pauses for a very expressionless robot goes more or less like that's so heel. It's so subtly like, like, like that whole oh cut my scene God. was it's like getting stabbed at the red wedding. You're like, you it, it, God, don't, can't, don't get me started. That yeah. that whole cutscene was so well done in terms of it really clearly it shows you that three four three is not a good thing. It is a yeah. bad guy. It is a fucking villain. And how he ca- it casually is like I mean, you've been helping me this time, motherfucker. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? So what, you what? knew what this was. He's like, no, no, I didn't. It's like now like, I yeah, got to deal though. with. Now I got to deal with parasitic zombies. Now I got to deal with a technologically advanced and much more numerous alien religious zealot force. And now I got to deal with a goddamn Roomba that has thoughts of genociding the entire galaxy. <laughs> That's gone. It's a bad day for for John, man. Yeah, I I you done. I think at this point he's been he's been back in the world of the living for twenty four hours, thirty six hours at this point. Well, yeah, well, something harsh, like that. Harsh vibe for him at this point. 
So uh. I maintain that because there aren't a ton of real cutscenes in this game. That's the best one. Mm-hmm. Like that's the best. That's, that's just hundred percent the best one. The gameplay in in three four three guilty and the maw are better levels, but that's the story. That's why if we're we're rounding out our top three, that's number three for me, easily. So did you? I know I did. I'm sure you, I know for a fact you fucking did. Did you like while you were playing the game, like just casually switch between OG and anniversary? Yep. Graphics just consistently, yep. just like what yep. does this level look like? And you know what I found interesting? Honestly, I mean, obviously textures were way better now, mm -hmm. uh, but there are a lot of levels that lighting wise look way better in OG. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I uh, once way I got better. to. Uh, I think once I got to. What's the level between not the library because that's that's after three four three spark. Hold on, let me look at my notes. What's the level? Because I did and I switched back over. Um, Assault on the controller? Uh, no, the the silent cartographer. The silent cartographer. Okay. When you're looking for the map, I found that I just liked playing in the OG graphics better throughout the entire game, and it just it took me into that place. Now, whenever the flood showed up, I think it was the library. I switched them back to see how they had re reskinned the flood, and I found they look so more, much better now. They do, but they they were more terrifying, and I found it easier to think with them looking <laughs> shitty. So I went back to the shitty looking things. Um, yeah, that uh, makes sense. It's it's a cool feature that you can, very you can cool. have a de skin. You know, you're not stuck with it, which I'm and I didn't curious. notice. Dude, I didn't even notice until uh, da, 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 da. the Maw actually took me fucking hours to figure this out or even notice, better yet, is that the audio is fucking different when yep. you switch back. Didn't even fucking notice. Yep. Well, the flood, the like, flood ah. don't make that kind of noise whenever you're in the OG thing. So they added flood noises, mm -hmm. too, uh, in the remaster. The same noises that they make in Halo 2 and in Halo 3. They added those into the remastered anniversary edition, in which the, the Flood are a very silent enemy in the OG edition. It's fucking terrifying, man! Mm. They just they just fucking come running at you, and so, there's just no stopping them. Speaking of graphics, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good segue into things that didn't didn't age well. And I, I have one note. I have just one. one note. One thing okay. that is bothering me, and it bothered me in my instincts from the very first mission until the mob until the end okay. of the game and, it, and i never got over it halo is definitely super influential in, in the in the echelon of first person shooters absolutely but there are just certain control schemes that i have <laughs> gotten instinctually used to and i kept finding myself throwing fucking grenades when i'm trying to look down the edge of my gun the entire <laughs> goddamn game i didn't have i had very little grenades throughout the whole game because i didn't i i you know like because i kept instinctually going to hit the left trigger to zoom in so i can get a better shot and shit and now i'm in a close quarter situation throwing grenades at people goodbye marines you know <laughs> that's um, my major thing is that like if you're going to update the game and this is the thing that that control scheme i think we we universally have kind of gone with that left zoom in right you know uh yeah. to fire kind of a Kind of a thing, and I think this is back in the day we had, we didn't have shoulder buttons. We had the black mm. and white button. Oh fuck! I forgot. Oh my yeah. god! Oh my brain just you unlocked memories. <laughs> we had black and white, and then when they redesigned the Xbox 
controller to be from that loaf of bread with buttons on it that the original one was to the yeah. to the S type, which would be the absolute precursor for the modern controller we've had for the last fifteen fucking years from Xbox, the S type. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, they moved the black and white buttons into our left and right bumper buttons. So that's right. I forgot all I about the, the black and white buttons. Like, how does how did I forget about that? But you can't uh, think all of the changes that you made in the anniversary edition in the Master Chief collection, and you can't fucking give me a map where my left trigger is a zoom down the goddamn barrel. Like really? <laughs> like that's I, I gotta be clicking that sticking. Uh no, no, that's my that's my one complaint about it, about things that didn't so, well. so I mean, I have that problem. <laughs> Cause when I hit left left trigger, it zoomed in for me. I'm all pissed off now. What did I do? <laughs> I'm just letting you know, brother. <laughs> I don't know if maybe I got a uh, shout out to Baron Fireborn for this. He and I were talking about, we were playing Halo Infinite, which we're going to talk about before the end of this episode. Okay. Um, wait, there's like, I don't know if I had a doubt because I downloaded uh, the Master Chief collection a long time ago, long mm -hmm. time ago. And I started a game for Combat Evolved years ago and i just didn't finish it i i started and just was like man nah, i just wasn't like i was not in dial in as i, I was i would hope to have yeah. been so when we started here i started fresh again but at some point i had to fuck with the controls and ch chose a particular layout because i did not have that problem whatsoever for the viewers that and i don't think i'm ever going to put this on video but if I did, and you see me, I'm bottling just I'm pissed. Because I spent, like, I swear, like, every time I ran out of grenades, I fucking paused the game and looked for a way to change the thing, and it never did. And all the control maps, it's like Halo, Halo 2, Halo 3. You hit the schemes, and it's all still left trigger fucking grenades. And I'm just... I'm no, just, not I'm, at all, man. I am Matter so fact, unbelievably salty right now. It's not even Matter of fact, grenades were... Hold on. I'm doing it like right down my head. Grenades were right bumper. Okay. Yeah, nope. No. 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 I'm saltier than a fucking Christmas ham right now. That's how. Oh, this, that's how mad I am. I'm sorry, but I am very amused by this. Um, but my heart goes out. Um, it does. So. <laughs> you know what? Hold on. Hold on. Hold yeah, on. yeah. I'm gonna do my best, Master Chief, here for a second. That's gotta be good. First of all, double kill. That's I gotta do that. That's my standard. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. To the person who made that control scheme in my Xbox. Fuck you. <laughs> one good one for the episode. One good one. Um, I've been, I've been, I've been scaling back. I want them to mean more, as I tell them here. Less is more, man. Less is you more. You know, less is more. And we also haven't mentioned Bad Boys too, so I'm, I haven't been riled up in like three weeks. I don't know what they Fuck do. that movie. Yeah, Fuck. I agree. Okay. <laughs> Keep the name out that your mouth. ass movie. Um, um, let's, so that's, let's what, what, what didn't age well for you? Oh, man. One really specific thing. And I'm actually pretty impressed you did not you didn't mention this. Because I thought for sure this would have been on your list. Hmm. <sighs> it's a first-person shooter. 
mm-hmm. guns and aliens, mm-hmm. and no sprinting. I mind it. Let me tell you something. I'm so used to sprinting in first-person games that not being able to first two so hours of gaming was so frustrating and I, I kept thinking about it like I would, I would i would sprint in here and slide and throw a grenade at this point but i fucking can't <laughs> i can't sprint i was so convinced that i could i had created a memory a false memory in my head that you could sprint in combat evolve that i was convinced that there was a way to do it that i stopped fucking playing and started googling how to sprint in combat evolve because i was convinced that i could until i yep. realized no i never did and I was so happy that we, as a society and human and as a species, have, have progressed to a point where well, we yeah, can sprint. And, there's like, in modern games, I couldn't imagine playing that without the sprinting, especially because I, I know you're a sniper guy. I, I typically, when I play like Battlefield or something else, I play as the medic class, right? Yeah, and same, so, same. so it's the best yeah. class. Oh, for sure, for sure. So, so I, I, I'm sprinting around and sliding and trying to, to heal people and basically do that thing. I couldn't imagine, but in Halo, I've just found. And Halo, the first one, uh, I found the game too. A lot of the game was too close quarters, and the enemies in too such a way to where I didn't feel like I didn't miss it. I think only when the flood show up was yes. I, was I looking for it, right? But I I, again, I wasn't, I wasn't taking my eye off unless I had to. So I'm not sprinting backwards. I'm just <laughs> praying and praying, dude, spraying and praying to get through this damn level. Um. So for yeah. Sure, the- Sprinting was a thing, and yeah, mantling, but mantling is like, I'm used to mantling not being around, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, most first person games, uh, especially old ones. Uh, but yeah, sprinting was such, even towards the end, I still found myself trying to sprint yeah, and away from the flood. And I can't, and I'm like, fuck, that's right, I can't do this. Turn around, gotta fight. Because it'd be nice sometimes just fucking just sprint away for a second, get your, get your shield back. Yeah rethink your strategy and go back in uh but now here's my question what's your what was your what was your loadout what was your go-to two weapons that was like one uh, a and one and one b and th- we'll mention this in a second especially when we talk about multiplayer but here is a fun fact about me in first person shooters um i am not a big machine gun guy I don't like machine guns and this was when we when i this is one of the few other memories i have of playing halo for the first time or that area in 2001 my multiplayer in 2001 i like the pistol the pistol is my go-to anti-covenant weapon right like that okay. is because i feel like i'm still to this day i'm more accurate with it i take less shots i can hit you in the dome with it uh it took me until about five seconds uh first of all in pillar of autumn it was easy but as far as the distance and the, the halo and truth and reconciliation by that point i was like okay i got you right see a homie on a yeah. log when you pull out the pistol it's the best ammo conservation so my loadout is 1a the pistol which technically is your secondary weapon and i right. do begrudgingly play as the battle rifle or the assault or whatever i can get my hands on until the shotgun shows up and then the shot the shotgun is for when the flood get close enough oh man because uh, it one shots everything yeah, and you, you're like, your screen is toast at that point. The bottom half of your screen is certainly toast, right? So that's so it's pistol and shotgun for me. And whenever one of them's out of ammo, uh, I guess I'll go with the assault or battle rifle. But you can find a pistol on every Marine in the mm-hmm. game. 
It's like every dead Marine, and there's a lot of them, spoiler, as the game goes on. You can pick your pistol back yeah. up if you ran out of ammo. But to, for sure. I love how I love how uh Halo, it's such an old game. Um like it does the old trope that games still do I don't know if they do quite as often or so blatant where like you go into an area and there's just a lot of health and ammunition lying around and you go, nah, some shit's about to go down. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, ah, yep, yep, yep. That's what to me, that's always I taught my daughter this uh as we are currently partnering up and playing uh Ocarina of Time. She's watching me. Now, how far, where, now where are you guys at now? You told me oh, about we're, it we're uh, a week far. or two ago. We're, yeah, no, we we're we still finished. Uh, we're still dicking around in uh, in Kakariko Village after beating the Great Deku Tree, because she just wants to talk to everybody. Uh, she's learning to read, and so she wants to see every sign and try to pick out the word she knows. And then, of course, because we have the sword now, she wants to cut the sign up, uh, <laughs> and and was learning the targeting system, uh, which I can't wait until they have the sixty four controllers for the Switch back in stock, so I can teach her the majesty of the Z button. Oh my God, uh, the Z button and how that thing will change her life, but um, but I was I've shown her in the Deku Tree. I'm like, all right, we got a boss coming up. Just look at this, and just like clockwork, there's jars there, and they're going to give you everything you need to beat this <laughs> boss in here, and it's going to be the same way. As long as you pay attention to these jars, it will tell you what the trick is to beating these things. Oh, it's Deku nuts, and it's uh, and boom, slingshot ammunition. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. We figured that one out real easy. So, so trying to, th but that's what they still do it in Halo. You're like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, like, it's just it's like this moment where like you're running. All right, the floods back there. All right, thank God they're gone. And you're like, all right, do 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 do. You look, and it's like it's not just like oh here's like eh, maybe you're out of ammo. No, it's like there's a lot of shit around. Like more than normal. You go. Let me just pick this up and pick yep. this up. Shit, it's about to get real. Go well, my my loadout. Uh, it has was just flat out the uh, assault rifle and the the shotgun. Uh, it just the combination against the flood was so effective yeah. because I spray little fucking face huggers as quickly as I can with the assault rifle, mm -hmm. and since the shotgun has the fucking range and damage fall off of a sniper rifle, practically yeah. I can fucking fucking one shot shit way really far away with the shotgun yeah. that was coming at me. And can we talk? So I again things about the game that I don't did not remember, and I'm like, holy shit! How did I how did I make it through this game with like my sanity? The fucking flood guys with the rocket launchers, mm -hmm. the RPG. Forgot Fuck about them. them. Fuck them! Uh, they one yeah. shot you. Yeah. Oh, it's for sure. Not cool. But it's not where the cool bunny hop comes into play. And mm -hmm. you, like, you can't you can't bunny hop in a straight line. You have to bunny hop like back and forth, and it's in like a hopping serpentine. Is it was the only way that you're going to get through this goddamn game alive, and yeah, and yeah, for that, and it's you know, for a thousand percent, the rocket launcher guys were the single most frustrating enemy in the entire. Yeah, they game. can eat a dick. They can, eat, yeah. and, and the fucking, uh, the fucking elite, the fucking. Um, there's one, and I swear I didn't write it down. I should have written. I should wrote it down. What mission? I think it was the. It's you know, the. There's, there's, there's one on the uh, on Truth and Reconciliation, aren't you? Right, no. the big brute. No, no, no. That's an elite, not a brute. It's an elite. Oh, yeah. it's, I think it's. I think it's. It's either, It's before keys. It might be the two betrayals, actually. Yeah. There's like a part where, like, you clear an area, you turn a corner, and there's a fucking elite 
with a sword. Yep. And he one shots you every and it took me real I mean, I'm not ashamed. It took me like four attempts to get that guy. Cause fuck him. Yep. I turn the corner, I'm like, I'm gonna fucking I toss a nade and try to go in and, and like apparently the nade would have bounced and missed. And he's just waiting for me with his fucking sword. One yep. shot. Motherfucker. Yep. I'm like, I beat this shit before. I can fucking do this. How many times did you say that to yourself? I fucking did this. Twenty years oh, ago. Oh, so many what times. What's going Ma, on here? Ma, I found like, how myself. How am I like, fucking up here? <laughs> Wait a minute. As you know, and I didn't mention to our listeners, I beat the first. I, so I played Halo in three sessions. That was it. I played mm-hmm. Pillar of Autumn and Halo, and then I quit. And then the next time, I played through the entire part of the game until the Ma. Mm. And then I quit. And then that's the a serious day, sit down. Yeah, yeah. And then the next, the next time I played, I played just the maw. Uh, and the maw, I got so frustrated. I found myself standing at points. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, one year old game. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, what I figured out real early in a game, and it was one of those things. You know, sometimes you resort to your old tricks was to trigger people into following you backwards right when you would go in and you would trigger mm. the encounter and then you back out back out again and then enemies would one by one as they go through their moving programming they would come back and find you and then you could pick them off a little bit more and that that elite mm-hmm. i know exactly what you're talking about and all i ever did was just move fast enough up and then move back and then he got a shotgun straight to the chest i think it took two for him right because they hop from side to side so yeah so damn well um yeah for sure but i mean it's talking about uh here's a good transition hopping from side to side yeah yeah one of the hallmarks of this thing isn't just the single power campaign which again is amazing and and it is what it is but it to me this is just to me is the last great one of the last great maybe halo 2 is the only other one uh console only first-person shooter multiplayer games and in the in the vein in which golden i started it playing four with your friends and perfect right. perfected it playing with right. your friends and your bar- bots halo was the last one that was only ever period i'm pretty sure halo 2 wasn't online was it no but hmm. uh halo uh, combat evolved get a pc port eventually yeah Right, and then you could play, but but in the console version of it, you had just you and four friends. Yeah, it was just you, you and three friends, and it was the first time you could do like that. I remember at least. I don't know. It was. I mean, it was a launch title, so fuck. Probably no, it couldn't have been. There was a system like you could do, Mm -hmm. uh, which I only took part in the system like like two times ever, and it was fucking Mm -hmm. amazing. Uh, But normally it was like you did the split screen, and that's what you did. Uh, But I, but I, I'm envious. Uh, I know a number of people who did system links often and did straight up land parties. Yeah. One time you know, for me. One time for me. And I can't, I'm sure I don't, uh, uh, you'll be able to tell me real fast. It was either with you or Vandegrift. It wasn't with me, man. When it was Vandegrift. It's not with me. So yeah, you and I have yeah. never done that, that I remember. Yeah. That was that was the time. Of course, I think too with the assumption of Halo. I think the only the, most of the games we ever played against each other are wrestling games. And there are certain links. Nah, available at that, that moment in time but pvp nah. was was incredible dude the levels in that game were so cool at the time well hit me what's your favorite level if you if someone's like you, uh, if someone's talking serious shit the way that gibby and i talk to each other about video games, 
And yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, I'll let you set up your loadout in your fucking home world to show me where you are in your home turf. What's your home turf? Where are you at? Uh, uh, Blood Gulch. Sweet. OG level. Now, now yeah. to, be, to, to be fair, though, uh, I, I was a big fan of Sidewinder 2. Uh, and uh, hang them high, but I'm a blood gulch guy. I just love the open space of it. I I can't tell you how many little duels I had with just one other person. You know, because well, I'm huge. not a fan of the four split screen deal. I've never been. I hate it. I can never. It's just hard to focus on what you're trying to do. But two people more manageable. You can see more. You can take in details, more information. Yeah, I think blood gulch and sidewinder are the probably the two most iconic levels in the halo pvp because those are those are ones you think of and oh my god do you immediately think of i mean that's a i think those are the two main levels you can use the the which we call it in the warthogs right uh, uh yes. yes yes so driving around with people and that was that that's just cool as hell super cool as well, hell. Derelict derelict is good I yeah. remember, I'm trying to remember some names. Derelict was good. I enjoyed Derelict. There's um, there's so many maps actually. Um, there's a lot of them. There's a there's lot, lot of them. them. But you mentioned my favorite, Hang 'em High. Hang 'em High is uh, good. If someone's like, all right, you have to fight to save the human race against <laughs> okay. someone in Halo PvP, but you get to set the rules. We're playing pistols only on Hang 'em High. That's what we're doing and uh and that was that was my go-to that was my go-to and i would always no matter how much someone was whipping my ass and and game after game of multiplayer i knew i had a shot but this is only in hang them high that was that was my thing which which adds to i mean man, like hey the effect that halo had on not just pve first person shooters mm -hmm. but pvp specifically yeah halo is mlg man like halo is esports yeah. e to me it's still and halo five maybe not the greatest greatest state with esports but man like halo 3 um <laughs> halo 3 just was competitive first person shooters to me um yeah. And it all started with Halo, you know, like I remember sitting in and like we'd sit in my buddy's uh, living room. He has uh, his dad had a pretty big screen TV and we'd sit and play Halo. One V one us one V one each other and people would take turns jumping in and like one V one each other doing little tournaments sort of deal because it was just it was just, I never played anything quite like that before because, you know, with Goldeneye and Perfect Dark, it was a good time, great time. Uh, it mm -hmm. was like, it was the building blocks to get it wasn't to wasn't as blocks, advanced as that is, yeah. But it wasn't just the movement, the plays you could make. Like, water, something else entirely. Yeah. Um, and custom games, man. Like, God. Yeah, like, that was huge. That was super huge. Custom like, games is such a big fucking and, deal. And Perfect Dark was sweet with it, but Halo took it to a whole new level. Sure. Yeah, like and, and just Halo, the franchise in general, love letter to Halo and a lot. I mean, just you know, SWAT, Oddball, uh, uh Riftball, like it just so many infected. And and mm -hmm. I, again, I unfortunately didn't spend a ton of time like consuming all Halo content ever. I would play the campaign, I definitely play the PvP, especially with Xbox Live became a thing. 
Uh, but I didn't, I wasn't into speed running. I wasn't into collecting all the skulls. I wasn't into getting out of bounds. Like a lot of people probably were, I know a lot no, of people not were. my style either. Yeah. But, but the fact that the halo community is so vibrant, it's so like forge for Christ's sake, forge the halo forge is such a big fucking deal. Uh, and that's a conversation we're going to get to about infinite very soon here. Um, just halo. It's just, it is, it is the it is the first-person shooter. Yeah, Same and what I, about Call of Duty? And I can say a lot. Or Battlefield, I can say a lot. But if Halo was never created, I'm not sure what first-person shooters would look like today. No, it, and there's a lot of things that Halo changed. The big thing I want to say, um, and I'll, I'll make it now before we get to it, the lasting impact of Halo, whenever we probably inevitably close out the ah. episode, is, and this is a big subtle thing, but almost every so halo is to me not only the last bastion of your fantasy first person shooters whereas uh because i think you have, you have two staples here in, in the grand scheme of first person shooters you have wolfenstein 3d which mm. started the human versus human first person shooter and then sprinkled all kind of weird shit on top and then doom which is human versus fantasy you know human versus non-humans in the grand scheme yeah. of, of, of combat. And I think Halo has taken years later and run away where Call of Duty, Battlefield, a lot of that stuff, right, is humans versus uh, versus other humans. Historical factions, futuristic factions, but you're still people shooting other people. Clearly shooting yeah. other people, right? And, and in other people's settings where Halo and Destiny are like the two bastions of here's here's a person shooting a largely non-human or not people and if it does it doesn't really take place in in people's familiar settings so i think right. though halo is a first person shooter and it's aggressive it's not as hyper violent as the other games in that series no. because they're not mimicking real warfare and real soldiers and i think that's why halo it has such an impact on e-gaming because it's a lot easier for you to turn on and see a, a, a person hopping around unrealistically shooting an alien than it is to watch two people shooting very realistic renderings of other humans in a town that you pretty much know, right? Yeah, and, that idea. and I think that's that last passion of of just because violence is a part of humanity, and and we like to make video games realistic doesn't mean that we need to make realistically violent human depictions in video games. And I think Halo and Destiny are those like those anchors of those two. Interesting enough, they're both made by Bungie. <laughs> yep, there it is. Um, well, th on purpose, they're, they're holding it down. But speaking of Bungie holding it down, tell me about how's Halo Infinite treating you? So I'm assuming... I've ignored my beta invite so far just now because I wanted well, to focus on beating the first one. I will tell you this uh, because you also have Game Pass. I do. Um, which is still, you know, call me a shill. Uh, all you want, audience. Uh, it's such a good fucking gaming. Um, it is. So I, I guess you didn't know. Um, last week or the week before, uh, oh, no. Microsoft 343 just opened up. Just it's called a beta. It's not really a. They're calling it's it a beta, but it's not a beta. But the multiplayer is live. Game played. Yeah. Um, and, and the gameplay, excellent. It feels great. Uh, there's some. Current misgivings with the battle pass and progression stuff that's fixable, but the the moment to moment gunplay, God, the weapons, the new weapons they have are fucking ridiculous. 
uh, and I hope you and I can play that together some 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 PvP soon. See, see yeah, gonna... uh, dust off your your Halo skills and see what you got. I Shit, did. Free, I did. Got once it. I beat as a treat myself to beating the Maw that night, I went in and I played on the Master Chief Collection. I because you, you can really be very specific with your matchmaking. So I only picked maps right. from Halo, Halo Two, or Halo Three, and multiplayer. And uh, I got my ass annihilated, but I didn't come in last <laughs> place. Let's put it that way. So, there you so go. I, would lo- I would love to play. That'd be super cool. Yeah. But but I'm glad Excellent. you're impressed. Do you think yeah. having you played Infinite and me not, but we both just played the first game, do you think the future of Halo is looking, looking in good shape as we move into yeah. the next console? So here's the deal with Halo Infinite. Um, by the way, the game comes out uh, like less than two weeks um, mm-hmm. which is really exciting. comes up December 8th, which is super close to us, uh, as we are right at the end of November. Yep. Um, from what I've watched, I've watched some videos, because, uh, you know, some outlets and journalists and YouTubers have had the ability to play, like, the first three or four hours of the campaign, and they're all saying good things, because it's a, a bit more of an open-world system okay. now. Uh, and it's... Uh, if I recall correctly, it's it's not... I thought I was afraid to be more Far Cry, which I was not a fan of the idea of. It's not. It's still very open, but everything that's open is kind of optional. There are outposts you can liberate or or uh, soldier marines you can free. Um, but the game looks good. Uh, I think since this is going to be a, a it's a live service game, uh, which is we'll see if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Because uh, yeah. if, if it's a live service game, that means we're not going to get a Halo sequel for a while. You know what I mean? Uh, but that could be a good thing. We'll, we'll see how 343 and, and, and Microsoft uh, support the game after launch. Uh, I'm really excited. Here's the bug, big bummer. That's what I wanted to get to about Forge. And more specifically, uh, co-op. I don't know if you heard this. No. But no co-op or forge until like fucking may oh because you and i yeah dig into some shit Ah. we do (laughs) not anytime soon and i am not excited about that summer game series for us in 2022 playing playing halo infinite co-op yeah for sure and and um i'm looking for i mean i've 100 i'm already planning on talking to my boss about uh getting uh taking the seventh and the eighth off next next month uh because uh the eighth the campaign for halo drops which is a big deal i want to i want to dive in that as soon as it uh uploads which will be i think 1 p.m eastern time uh but the day before december 7th is the bungie 30th anniversary celebration in destiny oh nice uh, and they're doing a big thing where there's some new activities, some new armor sets that are inspired by Myth, Marathon, uh, Ani, uh, and their rumor is there's going to be some weapons and armor and ornaments inspired by Halo as well. Ooh. So I'm interested to dig into that. So that's back-to-back gaming I need to get into. And yeah, you can get, it's going to be a wonderfully tasty uh, early December for you. But mm-hmm. uh, lasting, lasting impressions of Halo, man. What do you think this game's legacy is going to be as the as the, the quintessential first person shooter of least of the modern era i mean i, go, I mean 
goes without saying. I mean, you can, you can, I, I try to keep a pretty close eye on gamer Twitter. Uh, some reason they even have a Twitter, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are more people who've never played Halo before in their lives who played Infinite and Go and went, I didn't realize what I was missing. Nope. This game is a lot of fucking fun. And I'm thinking to myself, you have no idea you haven't touched the PVE side yet. You don't even know. You don't even fucking know. Now, to be fair, even Halo 5, not an awesome game. <laughs> I did not enjoy the game. I, didn't I, finish I, have, oh, I have had it since probably six months after launch. Never put it in. It's because it looks better on my shelf than uh, than I would probably give it credit for being. So there it sits. Yeah. But if, I, if, if you put a gun to my head and said, hey, man, uh, what's the lasting legacy of Halo? Uh, and I'll just say this. Uh, disagree or not, everybody's entitled to it. But I feel that it is first-person shooting. It, is, yeah. it literally is it. It does not get. And it's combat evolved was not fancy it wasn't over the top it was you are a fucking killing machine you are the master chief the fact that his name his title is master chief says something right mm-hmm. it, it, halo its ripple effects will be felt until we're dead and gone i have a feeling oh for sure and that sure. says a, everything you need to know about how important halo is as a franchise Right. I, I said, we said earlier, like, what would gaming look like if Halo didn't, if it just stayed in RTS? <laughs> if it wasn't even Halo. Like, it would what, have been what, Halo what Wars. Like? Yeah. Like, what, 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 what would this, what, what, the Call of Duty, would Call of Duty even exist in, in, the, in the form it does? Not, not in the intensely. I think you have to. You have to say, I think you, you have to give Call of Duty the credit it does for Modern Warfare taking that online gaming very seriously at that time mm-hmm. and being on oh, the yeah. forefront of drive, uh, driving that but i don't think without without halo driving forcing the franchise of call of duty to step up and and also putting medal of honor down into the ground at that point mm-hmm. right leaving mm-hmm. that there's only mm-hmm. two for a while uh without then call of duty what modern warfare comes out and it's real and in halo 3 they're like real straight up neck and neck right and in history as far as the most important games to ever come out as far as first first shooters go because where i think modern warfare was super influential to gaming now i think every year a new call of duty game comes out every year and they just go back and forth between three or four things and they just it's like it's what it is is the madden of first person shooters it's the it's just a, a, a reskin reprint improve upon a new zombie level yeah cut print dry go but halo every time a new halo game comes out with the exception of five because i haven't played it so i didn't know what it added to the franchise every Game time a new halo, it comes out it changes the landscape of first person shooters and you better believe that call of duty and battlefield absolutely pay attention to it and and i'm sure infinite's going to influence the next gen of of call of duty and beyond yeah, I think, uh, and, I'm, and I'm gonna last and say without Halo and without Halo's multiplayer and Halo's style of multiplayer, I don't think we get PUBG and I don't think we get Fortnite, which is mm-hmm. a completely different conversation uh, for a completely different day. I think you know, I'll leave it with this. Uh, I think Halo is the foundation that all modern first-person shooters have built upon. Yep. 
I mean, the most more specifically, all console specifically first person shooters are built upon. They they laid the groundwork for everything that we play in a I, lot of ways I, when it comes to first person shooters. I would say that Doom invented the game of baseball. I think uh, Goldeneye created the concept of the league, and <laughs> uh, Halo is the one who invented the concept of like hit the home run. Right? Like without those two, it doesn't happen. But because of the third one, it's the beast that it is now. And mm. never, never. Yeah. Come I'm, back a, I'm gonna drink to Halo. I'm gonna drink yeah. to that Halo. franchise. To Bungie. to Bungie for making the game that we have we are talking about 20 years later 20 so years. thank you guys for that and all the men and women who really worked unnecessarily hard on that damn game and there's a conversation for how much was cut out because they, they were able to make a second one because they weren't able to finish Halo in the way they wanted yep and the same with three I, as as I under, understand it but yeah anyhow, to, to Bungie uh, uh, and to Halo to combat evolved to to Halo and its legacy. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of legacies, our legacy on this goddamn podcast keeps moving forward. And yeah. as we begin, this is it. We're done with November. Uh, and now we're moving on into December and our yeah. holiday series. Um, join us next week as we watch Doc, your favorite Christmas movie of <laughs> all time. Yeah, uh, we're going to be covering uh, a Christmas story uh and i'm really looking for i have not you know I, I as a kid watched it every single year uh around christmas time at least three times uh, i've not watched a christmas story um i actually don't know how many years it's been so i'm really looking forward to one finding somewhere i can watch it or stream it or even i have to buy it i'll just buy the damn thing mm-hmm. uh and and so we can sit and talk about it but i'm really excited about it and then we're going to cover uh scrooge which is yours and which is on my i think like my top three favorite christmas movies of all time Scrooge yeah. is just a fantastic movie i think it's I here's know. an interesting thing that i yeah I, I agree with you and it's to me it's my it's, it's my favorite christmas movie but i think it's the second best version of a christmas carol that exists um so it's kind of a weird thing to say it's like i know it's not the best version of christmas carol but god damn it i love it and the cast is amazing yeah. it's got a it's got a whole great vibe uh yeah. and then we move on the third part part three chapter three uh the return yeah. of the jedi of our thing if you will we answer the age-old question does die hard is die hard a christmas movie which we all feel strongly about this but we're gonna we're gonna come up with a concrete answer after i'm sure nine and a half hours of debating or just talking about how much we love the movie yeah uh, um, i'm excited about that because i haven't watched that movie also in probably oh well over a decade well over oh, a decade i watch it once uh, a year die hard three is my favorite of all of them so that's sure. why i considerably more but i'm looking forward to finally digging into die hard again and like really enjoying it we're then uh at the round at the end of the month we're going to do um our favorite movie soundtracks which it will be an interesting experience i it's going to be different for us but i think we'll we'll tackle it well yeah uh so that but i want to kind of push a little bit uh and give the, the audience a little bit of a heads up on january we're going next year now uh yeah. first week we're looking at uh the 2010 monday night wars mm-hmm. the tna and uh the wwe which will be really interesting uh that really infamous night uh the following episode we're gonna do like our pc gaming roots 
which I've yeah, got to do so much amazing. research on because I can't fucking remember, but I know it's there. It's in there locked away. Well, what's also worth saying is that, yeah, in a lot of ways, this is a, we're only touching movies and movie slash soundtracks for the rest of the year. It's all, it's all we're, we're done with wrestling and video games until mm-hmm. 2022 with this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to kind of, we're still, the end of January is still nebulous, but we are going to definitely do uh, uh, Black Holes and um black holes how does it go? you know the name of the black holes and revelations there you the, go black uh, holes revelations there you go uh, from muse which is yes. a, just a qr singular peruvian sexual german listeners and uh as strongly as doc feels about lincoln park that's how strongly i feel about muse so we're gonna get into that shit. i'm but really excited we- about listening to that and digging into that <laughs> Yeah, and I'm really, I really appreciate everyone letting us babble on about Halo, and we hope that this, you know, what normally I'm like, you know, I want you to to share. Maybe this hopefully inspires you to to talk with your friends. Fuck it, if you listen to this podcast and you have an Xbox, God damn it, go find a copy of Halo and play yeah. it because it's worth get, it. Get game Pass is fucking fifteen dollars a goddamn month. Fifteen dollars a month, and you get so to many games. a lot of shit which includes all the halo games best chief collection all of it it is worth the money even if you only dig into less than a quarter of the games it offers it's worth your fucking money uh, and and, and i not, agree we are, we are not here. paid by microsoft but uh not, someone yet. Who, not yet right <laughs> but as, as yeah. somebody who constantly until getting game pass uh i was one of those people that like i constantly bought games that i never really played because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll buy this game and I'll play that game. Then it goes on the video game shelf. And then whenever I have time to play games, I play the same four goddamn games I always play. Or the ones I, or I'm still, I'm still working my way through The Witcher, right? Because I, just, oh, I don't have God, time yeah. to get. Who isn't get, working the way still through The Witcher? Right? <laughs> so, so, but I mean, Game Pass, that gives me the ability that instead of looking at a CD, and it's that very active, I've sat down on my gaming station and I look over at the, D, the, the game rack and I'm like, oh, but I got to get up and put the disc in. But on Game Pass, I'm like, up over to it. And I'm like, I'm going to download these games. Let me add these in my play later. Shit. I don't even know what this is. So before we, we, you know, sign out, I want to ask you a question. And and, so um, feel free uh, to say no to this. Give me consent. I've been thinking about this since last episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we off, you know, Here's behind the scenes here. Uh, I communicate quite often throughout the week. Uh, we are friends. Yeah, we are actually friends in real life. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we talked about an idea that you wanted to do. We've been talking about this idea really for months now, off and yeah. on. And we just recently came up with like a title, a name. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to at least mention this to the three people who might be interested in this subject. <laughs> and you know where I'm going with this. I do. And I'm going to let you take the ro- take the lead on it. Go for it, buddy. Okay. Uh, so I multiple times have mentioned in different episodes, like how, you know, there's some subjects that we really like to cover. We haven't really gotten around to. Uh, Noah and I have had multiple conversations about uh, doing just that, but doing it long form. That's right. So it's going to be all we're not. This is not something we're going to do till next year. Uh, I'm not sure when next year, but <laughs> next year, next year. This is your um, this is your E3 teaser 
uh, yeah. Todd Howard is march marching out on the stage just to let you know this thing exists. But we're not yes. going to give you any more details other than here's what it is, but we're not going to tell you when it comes. Yeah, <laughs> soon. It's done when it's done. Eventually. Um, so what we want to do is we want to start a new extra more content for you guys. Um, and and, it, and it, right now it's in the wrestling form, but it may end up being something else eventually over time. But we're going to introduce uh, a uh, uh, style, uh, a new uh, segment, new episode called Nothing Good Legacy. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to cover very specific characters, uh, feuds, uh, performers in professional wrestling initially in longer form over the course of several weeks well, on top yeah. of uh our regular tuesday uploads so yeah uh it's it's something that we've been wanting to do for a long time uh so we've talked about a lot uh at nauseum and you know like i said i'm not sure when we're gonna even drop this we haven't even started working on it yet i haven't started research on it because it's gonna be a fucking thing <laughs> in sure. itself uh, but we're going to can, can we mention can we can you would you like yeah, to say we, who we're going to cover first we, we we'll get there in a second but i just want to give the give the listener a little bit more deal so this will be in addition as you mentioned to your weekly content it will be on a separate day launch yes yes uh, but and, uh, well we're going to do something different production wise uh, as opposed to recording it every week as we do to keep it truthful here on the podcast and doing weekly installments likely this whole thing will be recorded and edited down into whatever digestible format we choose it to and finished probably long before we ever choose to release it um yeah. just so that we know it but it will be an additional thing and it almost like a, like a supplementary but i think the biggest complaint that we have with ourselves and certainly our wives have with us in the show Man, is that we can take yes. things that no one else but us cares about and get into hyper specific hyper point driven things uh you've you've probably heard the way we break down a pro wrestling show right or even a film uh this is gonna be way worse than that this is gonna be <laughs> we're talking yeah. about who knows how long we'll spend talking about five minutes in wrestling history uh maybe we'll do mm -hmm. other stuff maybe we'll do movies maybe we'll do some sort of tv series that's might be a good way to do a tv series TV series like will that. be a good call but, uh, but i will leave it to you because it has been probably the most talked about hypothetical subject we've mentioned since the start of the show so why don't you to end this big teaser let the fine people of peru and australia know what our first nothing good legacy anthology will be about uh it will be about uh, in my mind, and I will attempt to convey that to you wonderful people when we cover it, in my mind, uh, top three greatest feuds of all time in professional mm -hmm. wrestling history, and that would be Bret Hitman Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin, 96-97, uh, a fucking year, basically. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. We were going to talk very long form about that feud and how important it was to professional wrestling in general because it really was on so many different levels um i've been wanting to talk it all started with montreal we 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 spent a lot of time talking about that feud you know we, we just, all we did was like paintbrush over it 
nothing specific so and yeah. not and it's not a, a, only as specific as we could to give narrative to montreal yeah. but now we know now we have a little bit better idea what we're doing so yeah 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 so we're gonna over there every episode we're gonna be we're gonna try to cover you know different you know shows pay-per-views raws specials go through the few the matches what made them special why were they good uh i think everybody's the people who like professional wrestling are gonna really enjoy it uh i know i'm gonna enjoy it uh you know so that's just a little thing where you want to kind of pass along and and kind of put a bug in your ear it won't be anytime soon but we are currently in like kind of the uh, the incubation phase of this idea. So I'm really excited to add content. We have the ability to do it and we just want to f wait until it, you know, deserves all of our attention, all the attention we can give it to give it. And that's in addition to the same thing you get every single Tuesday, right here, wherever you're listening yes. to podcasts for, uh, yes. now join us next week. We're going to be talking about Christmas story. I'm excited to see which of our cohorts yes, I'm super excited. Uh, joins us for that. I know Dave has a strong feeling. Mac has a very strong feeling about them. I don't know if Jafar does not has, like it. <laughs> no, I, I don't know if Jafar has feelings. So we're gonna we're gonna see how mm. all of these things line up uh, as yeah. we get going on. Um, but we we want to thank I want to thank everyone for listening, checking it out, yeah, especially absolutely. you know what big shout out to the fine people in New South Wales, Australia, who have uh, really been picking it up lately and listening to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm not going to offer to whistle into your butthole the way I would if you were Peru, but I just want you to know that if you keep going this way, well, then I guess there's a, and you're very near future, my friend. Oh. So uncomfortable. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's only if you don't like it, right? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, well, yeah, you can find us, uh, uh, on YouTube. You can find us on uh, Twitter, uh, Nothing Good Pod. That's at Nothing Good Pod. We're on Facebook. You can find us on all of your, pretty much wherever you can get a podcast and listen to it. You can find us, as yep. you know. Please tell your friends if there's somebody in your life that is kind of a wrestling fan or a sci fi fan or a gaming fan, uh, somebody who's around our age, you know, late 30s, mid 30s, even early, you know, early 30s, tell them about the podcast. It, we have a good time here and we welcome everybody. Uh, to laugh with us and enjoy life. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of this journey we've been on uh, for the last few months. It's been awesome. Uh, we've getting a lot of downloads. We've been getting some good positive feedback. If you're on That's Apple, please throw out a, a positive rating. If you feel inclined to, if you think we deserve it, we appreciate it. Uh, negative one, honestly. Fuck it. I appreciate your opinion. Um, yeah. <laughs> otherwise uh thank you so much uh stay safe out there uh we will be seeing you for the next episode of nothing good when we cover uh a christmas story um but yeah thank you and we'll see you next time nothing good